0: I hope you had a a wonderful week this week, Uh, I'm glad to see you here, Uh, even if your week wasn't wonderful, I'm glad that it's led you here either way, I'm glad that you've made it here and that uh, you're you're here to worship uh, the great God that you and I both love so dearly and so uh, very much. This morning I want to talk to you just briefly about uh, walking. Walking is something that we all do, I've done my fair share of walking in my life, uh, growing up, I used to walk to school. I know it's not like some of you old-timers who uh, had to walk 10 miles to school, uphill both ways, barefoot in the blizzard. I know it's not like that, but I had to walk to school. Uh, I, I walk when I go play disc golf, I guess. Really, I, I haven't walked that much now that I think about it. But when I do walk, I always make sure I watch my step. I always make sure I look where I'm walking, and that's for a very particular reason. See, I had an incident when I was younger. Uh, I went out to Camp Rock Creek for the day camp that Central hosts every year. That was always a highlight of my year. I may have been six or seven years old. And I always looked forward to day camp, spending time with my friends, enjoying uh, the beautiful scenery out there. And I looked forward especially to the big days that they had, uh, the big events that they had each day. The first day they'd have kind of like a super kids day thing where we'd play lots of games. The second day, they'd bring out all these really cool exotic animals for us to see. But the third day, that was the day we all looked forward to. That was the day that they brought out the moon bounce. I loved jumping on the moon bounce, and so I looked forward to that day. For those of you that have been to Camp Rock Creek, off to the right, just past the girls' cabins where they've built that storm shelter now, that's where we'd set it because it was underneath the trees. It was in the shade, and so the little kids, like me, wouldn't get too hot jumping on the moon bounce if it was over there. And so what we do is we would recklessly run around and all the the leaves, the, the sticks, whatever was there. We'd kick our shoes off and run around in our socks and all those things while we waited in line to jump on the moon bounce. And so I remember that day specifically, I'd been doing that same thing, running around with my friends. I jumped on the moon bounce and my first jump was great. I mean, I got some air. I probably went 15 feet in the air, it felt like. Came down, second jump was great. Came down in the third jump, that's when it hit me, a sharp pain in my foot. I had no idea what had happened, so I fell down screaming. Turns out, while I was walking around in my sock, I picked up one of those industrial-sized staples that's like super thick, and it had stuck in my sock, and so the first jump was fine. The second jump, the staple had somehow wrangled into my sock where it was vertical, so then the third jump, I jumped, and it went right into my foot. Now, I tell you that because it's kind of funny, it it wasn't funny at the time, but looking back, it's kind of funny that that happened, but because I wasn't watching where I was walking, I wasn't looking at where I was going, and because of that, I got hurt. It's important to see where you walk, and it's easier to see if you're in the light. See, we were in the shade when I stepped on that staple, and so my eyes, I wasn't looking around, I, I didn't see it in the first place. We need to be those as Christians who walk in the light, because in the light is the place where we can see, and so this morning i 'm sure you 've heard this before. this is a text that you 've been in many times, first uh, John chapter one verses five through seven, the fact that we as Christians need to walk in the light, but what does that mean and that 's what I hope to answer this morning what we 're going to do is look at three points so that we can discover what it truly means to walk in the light. to begin this morning, to walk in the light means to walk with God, walking in the light means walking with God. If you want to turn in your Bibles, as I said, we'll be in 1 John chapter 1 verses 5 through 7. That's our main text, but we're going to jump around to a lot of John's writings because I think John wrote most of these letters right around the exact same time. And so when we want to know what things mean, we can look at how we use these words in other writings. So when John says to walk in the light, just briefly, what does he mean? Well, in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6, I think he tells us. Whoever says he abides in him, talking about Jesus, ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. The way that you walk is the lifestyle that you live, the things that you choose to do in your life, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way that you look to outsiders and to God. That's the way that you walk. So to walk in the light means to walk in the same way in which Jesus walked. Now I know that's a high task because Jesus walked this earth and he lived a perfect life. And I don't think that's what John is asking of us. When he says to walk in the light, I don't think he's saying you have to live a perfect life. Once you're baptized, you come up out of that water and you never have to sin again. Because if he was saying that, we could make a killing uh, just offering baptisms because people would be coming in here constantly, day after day, hour after hour, coming in to be baptized every single time that they sin. So it's not about being perfect. Walking in the light and walking like Jesus means making a conscious decision that when I do stumble, when I do fall, when I do sin, that I get back up and I keep going and I keep aiming for God. I think that's what we're, we're really talking about here. And just on a side note, walking in the light means that when you do sin, if you're someone who's doing that, you're not instantly lost. That's, that's the idea here is just because I stumble and fall in my everyday life, if I sin and it's my last act and I don't have time to pray for repentance, I don't instantly just die and go to hell. I, that's not how grace works. That's not how walking in the light Works. When I walk in the light, I'm just striving to be like Jesus. I'm striving to walk towards God. So, walking in the light, in our first point this morning, means to walk with God. Let's read 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5. This is the message we've heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him we have no darkness at all. The word message here is a really cool word because it's the same word for darkness. Angel. It's a word that means to proclaim something loudly. I think of those TV shows or movies when it's in medieval times and someone comes before the king and someone with a trumpet standing off to the side, they play da 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 and they announce who it is. This is a message that's being announced, a loud proclamation. It's not a secret. It's not quiet. It's not hard to find. This is out there and in your face, this message that John is writing, this message that John is giving. And this message, this proclamation, that he has, they heard it directly from Jesus. See, John in his his letters specifically is writing to address false teachers. There are people in the church who are pulling people away from Jesus, pulling people away from Christianity. He calls them multiple names. He calls them liars, deceivers, all of these things because they're pulling people away from Jesus, and so they have a message that they've just come up with, a message that Jesus hasn't come in the flesh, a message that Jesus already came back and raised from the dead, and so we're waiting for nothing. They're teaching these messages messages that are false, but John, his message isn't secondhand. It's not even like Luke's message, who, though I believe Luke was 100% inspired, and all of his books are wonderful books that I love to study, Luke had to go around and ask people what they saw when it came to Jesus, not John. John was there. The message about Jesus is a message that he witnessed firsthand. So what is this message that he's heard from Jesus and that he's proclaiming loudly to all people? It's that God is light. God is light and God is without darkness. I think there are a few passages that we can look at that will help us to understand this idea of God being light. First, if you just look in John chapter 1, the Gospel of John, John chapter 1 and verse 4 When talking about the word who is Jesus that's come to this earth that became flesh, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus brought life, and in that life was light. People were suddenly able to see spiritually because Jesus brought light. If you skip down to verse 9, the true light, once again Jesus, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And then, if we go to John chapter 3 and verse 19, Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus, I think uh, this idea is even more uh, prevalent. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. We learn so much about God and the light just from those few passages. First off, from God's light comes life. We learn that Jesus is the light, and I think the idea is kind of like a lighthouse. See, we as Christians, we're sailing through life, and sin is when we get a little too close to the shore, when, when when we crash our ship. But Jesus is a lighthouse that's guiding our way. Without him, we'd be in complete darkness. We wouldn't know what to do, but Jesus is the light that will help us to make it to our final destination, which is God. So Jesus is the light. And many of these teachers that John's writing against they're not, they're not just preaching light, they're not just preaching darkness, they're trying to mix the two. They're trying to mix light and darkness, and people of the world try and do this as well. Christianity is good, it's got some good principles. We, we can take a few things from it, but then we don't need all of it. They try and mix the light and the dark, but we can't do that because as we see, walking in the light means walking with God, and in God there is no darkness. We can't sit on the fence. We can't have one foot in the light and one foot in the dark. We have to choose to be all into God or all in to the darkness. God is light, and walking in the light means walking with Him. Our second point this morning walking in the light means walking in truth. When I was younger, I used to fall asleep with the TV off. Um, And I remember I'd wake up in the middle of the night, it would be 3 in the morning, 2 or 3 in the morning. And I don't know why on cartoon channels they would do this, but they'd be playing the World Poker Championships. Not really sure why. It bored me out of my mind, probably because I don't understand poker or or games like that at all. I just didn't get it. But I remember I'd sit there and I'd groggily look at the TV and listen to the announcers or the the commentators. And they'd get their hand and someone would do something. Their, Their eye would twitch, they'd push up their glasses and they'd say... Oh, that's that person's tell. That, that's that person's tell. And so everyone else knew if they had a good hand or a bad hand based on their tell. Well, when John writes in his letter specifically, he has a tell. John, when he wants to tell us that he's talking about false teachers, he's going to use a phrase that we see in verse 6, if we say. When John uses this phrase, these are things that people are saying that, that are false, that these false teachers are pushing on to people. Let's read verse 6. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. These are the things the false teachers are saying. They're saying, I have fellowship with God. I love God. I respect God. I obey his commandments. I serve God. These are the things that you and I would say. I hope. These are things that I hope would be true in your life. But these false teachers, they say these things. They say they love and respect and serve God. But in all actuality... John can see, God can see, they're actually walking in the darkness. And in doing so, they're pulling people away from Jesus. They're confusing people's faith. Those who claim to be in the light but are actually walking in darkness, they don't practice the truth is what he says here. And that can cause people to then be pulled into the darkness along with them. He says they no longer practice truth. And understand, truth here isn't talking about just knowledge. You know, the quote, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Well, if I'm in a bad situation, and I learn that that's the truth, and then I do nothing about it, the truth didn't set me free. The truth is worthless to me at that point. I have to use the truth if I want to be set free by it. The truth isn't just knowledge. The truth is something that we do. And we have to practice truth. These people no longer practice it. Practicing truth is something you do every single day. If I went to the gym and I shot 100 three-pointers in basketball, and you came up to me in a month and said, hey, what are you doing? Well, I I practice basketball. If I just did it one time, that's not true. If I did it every day for, for a couple months, maybe then I could tell you that that's the truth. But practicing isn't something you do one time. It's not something that you do at one moment. Practicing is something that you do every single day because you want to get better at the thing that you're doing. So truth is not just something you know, truth is something that you do. And, and something that I feel I needed to hear this week, and maybe you need to hear it as well, is Jesus is glad that you know the truth. We, we know the truth, we know the truth about Christ, and he's glad that you know that, but Jesus doesn't care how you feel about the truth. People hear the truth all the time, but they don't like it, so they reject it. They hear the truth all the time, and maybe they want to accept part of it, but they don't accept all of it. Jesus doesn't care how we feel about the truth. The truth is the truth no matter how much our world tries and tells us that it's not. What he does care about, Jesus cares what you do with the truth. Walking in the light means walking with truth. We have to be those who live in truth, who practice truth, who show truth to everybody that we're around. I want to read the second, uh, second couple of verses from John chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. We read 19. Verse 20, for everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true, practices the truth, comes to light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. There are those who when Jesus came, they heard the truth and didn't like it. Because Jesus exposed the evil of their ways. You can think of the scribes and the Pharisees, but even everyday people. He exposed the evil. He exposed the darkness in their lives. And instead of accepting the light, instead of walking in the light because they could now see, they ran right back to the darkness. But there were those who heard the message of Jesus, who heard the truth of Jesus. They, they could see suddenly. They could see the sin that they were in. And what did they do? They began to walk solely in the light. I think about the church in Corinth uh, in 1 Corinthians 6 verses 9 through 11 where Paul lists this great list of sins, lots of sins that people have committed, um, sins of, of the unrighteous people who won't inherit the kingdom of God. But at the end of those sins, what does he say? And such were some of you. There were these people who were a part of this church in Corinth who were living lives of sin, but when they heard the truth, when they began to practice the truth, when they saw the light... They began to walk in the light. They turned away from those sinful things. They turned away from the things that they were practicing. So those who do truth, they come to the light, just like a moth is drawn to a light. They come to it. They're drawn to it. They don't want to be taken away from it. And what's the result? Um, What's the point of walking in the light? Well, just briefly, I want to read you a couple verses uh, from John's other letters. Uh, what's the point of walking in the light and walking in truth? Well, we see how John reacts when people are doing this, when they are walking in the truth. In Second John, verse 4, I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And then if you turn to Third John, in verse 3, I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. Walking in the truth is something to be rejoiced about. Walking in the light means walking with the truth. The two are inseparable. If I want to walk with God, if I want to walk in the light, if I want to do my best to live a life like Jesus lived, then I have to be somebody who walks with the truth. And Finally, uh, this morning, walking in the light means walking with others. Walking in the light means walking with others. Let's read verse 7 of 1 John chapter 1. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light... We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. He begins a conditional statement, and the goal, the two goals here, are to receive fellowship with one another, and for the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from all sins. But what's the condition? What do we have to do if we want to receive those things? We have to walk in the light. We have to walk in the light just as he is in the light. So if we want to get these, we have to walk in the light. This is where he is. This is where truth is. This is where we as Christians should want to be. We should want to be in the light with him. I think the contrast between light and darkness that he's had in this text is so awesome. Light is contrast to darkness. Those in the light, they can see, but those not in the light can't. Not only can they not see, they're choosing not to see because the light is directly in front of them. Maybe someone's blinded by desire, by sin, But to not walk in the light means to not try and correct those desires and those sinful impulses that you uh, act out. Those those sins that you commit. Not trying to correct those is not walking in the light. So what do we receive? Walking in the light means walking with others. He says uh, in verse 7, we have fellowship with one another. And the one another here could be a couple of things. I think most likely it refers to our fellow Christians. We have fellowship with with our fellow Christians, but he's also talked about having fellowship with God in the same text. So, if one another refers to Christians, I think we can look at it from both ways. We're walking in the light together. We're walking with each other. We support and encourage each other. When you see me walking in the light with you, and you see me start to take a step into the darkness, I start to veer off the path, we're walking together. And so you pull me back in. You help rein me back in and get me back on the path to the light. Walking in the light means walking with others, and it applies to God as well, as we've already talked about. We want to have a relationship with God. We want to share in this with our fellow Christians. We can't have it halfway, though. As I said, there's no darkness in God, so we have to either be all in, or we can't be in at all. Walking in the light means walking with others, and then the second uh, thing that we receive is being cleansed. As I mentioned earlier, this isn't about being perfect. It's about doing our best to be like Jesus, you're going to stumble. You're going to fall. Ask any Christian uh, that's been a Christian for a long time if they've sinned, if they've stumbled, if they've fell at times. The answer is going to be yes. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Even those who have been Christians for a long time, they fail in their everyday lives. But they get back up. They keep going. They keep pushing forward. They continue to walk in the light. And the result is that our sins Though they were already forgiven at the moment of baptism, I believe they stay forgiven for the rest of our lives if we're those who walk in the light. Walking in the light means walking with God. It means walking in truth. It means walking with others, with our brothers and sisters in Christ. This morning, I hope that you have a better understanding of that. I hope that if you find yourself in a situation where you're not walking in the light, maybe you're one foot in, one foot out, I hope that we can correct that. We're about to have a song of invitation And we can pray with you. We can study with you. Whatever it is that you need to get back on track, to get pulled back into the light, we want to assist you with that. Maybe you find yourself as someone who's not in the light at all. You're in the darkness. You've never been saved or or you were saved. You were baptized, but you chose to leave. Whatever it is, we want to get you on the right track. If it's baptism that you need, if it's our prayers, if it's our support, we want to give that to you. If you have any need uh, this morning, we'd love to assist you as we stand and as we sing.